everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike, Joe, and Craig as we always come over to you guys. We are recording this on Wednesday, August 3rd at about 7.45, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. We hope you guys are doing well today. Hopefully your week has started off on a high note. By the time you listen to this, it will be officially the two-week two week mark for Worlds. I guess it starts on that Thursday, but by the time you get this on the 5th, it will be officially two weeks until the World Championships. We are not going to cover a ton of World stuff today, but be certain that next week and probably the week following, we will be going over that type of stuff. Before we get into anything, though, Joe, I normally ask you how you're doing, but instead, with limited, limited information, did you catch the Pokemon Direct today? I did not. I glimpsed a little bit on Facebook here and there. Today I was training uh, a coworker in the product that I'm doing. And so I wasn't really paying attention to my phone as much. So I didn't really look. I, I got a glimpse of things here and there. I saw some of the new Pokemon that are coming out. Um, like mechanic wise, I haven't seen much other than that. Like I, I know the three Pokemon that were revealed. Sweet. Yeah, I, I mean, hopefully, we'll talk about it after the show. I did catch it. I enjoyed it. I really liked it. It wasn't an over-the-top direct in terms of stuff, but I think in terms of filling me in on what the game was about and how the game would function, we got a lot of good information today. So if you caught it and you watched it, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you are trying to stay super, super, super spoiler-free, which you know a few of our friends are, where you even avoid main trailers... Godspeed, good luck. Uh, I know once things get officially revealed, it's very hard to avoid those things. Um, but we want to respect that, so we won't go into it too much. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get to talk about that after. On today's slate, really, it's just a couple things. But these couple things have a lot of information in them. We have information about our November set, both including cards and what the English name will be. We also have a format, a list of formats that TPCI released this past week that talks about different forms of play that you and your friends and whoever can actually take part in aside from the normal standard expanded TCG rule set. And we'll kind of go into that as well. Do you want to start with that first? Yeah. All right, cool. Because I know we were just talking about that before. So if you didn't see it, TPCI released an alternative play handbook. This is probably something that they're bringing out in terms of getting people prepped for worlds, maybe potential side events, things of that nature. And this is probably Pokemon's biggest, at least to my knowledge, the biggest level of detail they've ever released when it comes to listing alternative formats. In terms of what this booklet entails it has four beginner formats pokey catch booster fun multi-experience and basic battle to help those who are just learning the game intermediate formats pack battle kind of like a draft menu of limitations and achievements and then the advanced formats are the team format 2v2 which has floated in and out on a unofficial level a raid format which we'll talk about in a second glc which you know joe and i and others probably around you have either talked about or played and then finally, the Ditto Draft. 
are there are there any game modes on this list that you want to talk about? Uh, not particularly yet. I'm just looking through the booklet myself. So the cool thing that I'm noticing on the table of contents breaks it down like beginner, intermediate, advanced. But there's a little cool little um, what do I call them? little markers next to each format, I guess you want to call or each game mode. And it tells you casual, competitive, or co-op. So you can definitely tell what you want to co-op or against each other or to play casually or competitively. So that's, I think, a really cool indication that they put on the table of contents. So you can figure out, you know, I want to play with somebody. I don't really want to play against against somebody. I want to play with somebody, right? Right. So I, I like how they kind of distinguished competitive versus casual. So, like, I don't have to waste my time playing multi-experience grow grow and go which is competitive if i want to learn to how to pokey catch that's casual so uh do i know what any of those things mean <laughs> absolutely not no. but uh when i read through the booklet that's 32 pages i'll figure it out and maybe there's a cool new format i might like maybe yeah. there's a new cool format i can teach my nephews to play cuz i like not that it's hard for kids to play, but I feel like it's harder to grasp competitive card games sometimes. I think that this is perfect for that. You know, there's so many different ways to play the game. You might find a casual way to play with your buddies just hanging out. There's no actual, like, competitive vibe going on. You're just literally hanging out. You have game modes, like you said, for nephews, family members, younger kids that, you know, want to be a part of the game, want to feel a part of the community, but don't yet either have the resources or the the maturity, I guess, to learn the true format. I think this is awesome. And you should go download this PDF and read up in these because there's a lot of really cool modes. Especially if you got kids that want to play and you don't think they have the attention span for a competitive thing, you can just play other stuff, which is completely cool. Like, I got a bunch of Pokemon I want to play, but I can't play them because they suck. True. Maybe I can play them in these formats. And all those scattered cards that younger kids have, you know, it's not a deck, but you could always just play one of these formats and make it okay. Make it playable. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I think that this is another good step forward for the game. It doesn't matter if you ever touch these formats. If this isn't for you, great. It's not for you. But the amount of options that are now available to people... I just hope this gets marketed in a way that it really reaches people it needs to reach. Honestly, I think it'd be really cool. It's probably a lot of information to put in these, but like V battle decks, things like that, or, or the trainer's toolkit, this should be available, you know, as a booklet. Yeah. Just for people. Maybe, I don't even know. Maybe just a QR code. Say, scan this, go to the PDF, just whatever you can to get people to, this PDF, because not everyone's as savvy or keeps up on things, different family members, things like that. Why not? Why not have a QR code saying, hey, if you want to find out how to play these battle decks in different formats or this trainer's toolkit, here are yeah. literally like 12 to 15 different game modes that you could play. Like, we should talk to our like our community. Like We should talk to Ryan, see Jeff, and John at this point, because he's at the store in Cato. Like, we should talk to them and see if we can just do, like, each of these different games, if depending how it is, right? 
Each of these different games, like, can we just do like a sat one Saturday when we do have a casual? It's like, hey, can we do booster fun or can we do a raid or multi experience grow and go? Like, can we try these things out together and see how we can learn how to play them? Right, just just to try. You know, and they're perfect for Saturday leagues when you got younger kids coming out. Again, I should, I really should be focusing more on the advanced formats because I feel like more of our listeners are at that level. But it's just nice to know that now there's options for everybody. Yeah, which I really enjoy. And there's not much extra to add to this, but it's just good to talk about because this is really just a really good resource that not a lot of card games provide because you know there's no need for eight different formats, but. Pokemon's such an ageless game that they give options to all different age groups and, and levels of understanding, which I love. So Anything which one? You you, to... No, I was gonna say which one you want to focus on. Talk a little bit more on. I feel like we could talk forever on it. Honestly, the one that I want to look at, the raid battle one, does interest me. The only thing that's that's the only cooperative one, right? And then the other one that's interesting too is a Ditto draft. I'm assuming you know, that's like Mutant Evolution, I'm assuming, right? Well, like right here it says, Ditto Draft is limited format for two to four players. Um, each player receives four predetermined booster packs. They can all be from the same expansion or different expansions. Each player receives a build and battle box, uh, opens their deck, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let me see. They set aside any Pokemon in the deck. In the build and battle box, only trainers and energies can be used. I'm trying to even see... Games will be played with four prize cards instead of the usual six. Uh, here's the Ditto Draft rule. Once during your turn, before you attack, you may place a Ditto marker on one of your basic Pokemon that doesn't have a rule box. It gains the following ability. Once during your turn, you may put any Stage 1 or Stage 2 from your hand onto this Pokemon to evolve it. You can't use this ability during your first turn. Uh, if you put a Stage 2 card on this Pokemon, your turn ends. So yeah, Mutant Evolution. That sounds like such an interesting draft format. Wait, so stage twos are viable now? In, in Ditto Draft. And the, the example shows Pikachu evolving into Charizard. Perfect. Go figure, Pokemon. <laughs> I like it, though. I just I think this kind of mode, like, hey, we got packs. Hey, you just want to play this draft mode? Uh, yeah, sure. And then you just do it. It's probably like a half an hour to an hour. Just have fun with it. And I, I like how they do the power creep by, like, if you start you do a stage two, your turn ends. Well, it's just if you use the ability, I think. Well, no, it is a mm-hmm. stage, just a stage two. Yeah. So stage ones, it doesn't end anything. I like it, man. I like it a lot. Again, it's not like a super high competitive format, but most of these game modes aren't meant to be that. But I also really like pre-release formats or, like, these build and battle formats. Right. And this is a perfect mini one. It's like an even minier one. Like you need a build and battle kit, but like those are so easy to get. I love it. I think it's I think it's awesome. I think this is really fun. We'll probably go in circles on this, but raid battle, ditto draft, all these initial introductory formats. I just the game's in a bit more a stronger and stronger place the more I look at stuff like this. This gives me hope for the future of Pokemon TCG, which it wasn't going anywhere. No, but like I can play other formats now. Like I'm not stuck. Like it's no no surprise that I've been stale on on standard, right? Right. right. 
this gives me a better energy now of feeling okay I, I don't have to play just standard and glc or expanded there's like other things i can look at now right and if you're bored just pick up like, some cards and play one of these yeah perfect and that kind of wraps it up there again i really encourage you to go check it out i don't see any reason why someone shouldn't check it out you know it's such a quick pdf you can pull it up save it somewhere send it to a friend i just think it's a really cool resource that is out there now we move on to the new card news. In the past week, we got cards from Incandescent Arcana, which is the Japanese set, revealed to us over the past week. It was about 8 to 10 cards that we're going to go over. To add on to that news, we got official word this week, as of yesterday, August 2nd, Silver Tempest will be the name of the November set. This is the English name. These will include cards from Incandescent Arcana, Paradigm Trigger, the Lugia V we were talking about before, Alolan Vulpix V-Star that has been leaked before that we're going to talk about later today. This is the name of the set. It is geared up to be, again, they say it's super large because it's going to include probably a lot of cut cards that, you know, we didn't get. <laughs> Largest set ever. Again. The only reason that, like, this has any viability here to say that and it's not just repetitive, is probably just because it's the last Sword and Shield set. You know, anything anything else that you've been missing, this is the this is the set to get it in. Well, on the flip side, there's been plenty of cards that Pokemon has never given us, but we just still stay here. Yeah, I guess so. So that's the name, Silver Tempest, and now we're going to go to, into the cards that were actually revealed. So we'll just go down the list. Some of them will be quicker than others, but there's some really cool stuff here. The first card on the list is Zerud. Zerud is a basic 120 HP basic grass Pokemon. First attack for one grass, drag off. Switch your opponent's bench with one of their active, does 20 to the new active. Two grass, triple whip, 70 times three coin flips. It's weak to fire and a tree to one. This isn't even GLC viable because there's a better Zerud. That searches out Pokemon. Anything on the Zerud? Trash. Trash. Next on the list is the Delphox line. Brakeson is getting a character rare. It's uh, notable to actually say. Brakeson actually has a decent attack, too. I guess I'll talk about Brakeson, too. It makes so, it max out at 240. Yeah, definitely. Fennekin <laughs> is Fennekin. Shoutouts to Fennekin. Brakeson for two colorless has an attack flare parade. 60 damage times each Serena in your discard pile. And if you're wondering, well, Mike, what is Serena? I will tell you. Serena is a supporter that lets you choose one of the multiple options. First option is discard up to three cards from your hand, then draw cards until you have five, or switch one of your opponent's benched V with their active Pokemon. So we have a gusting effect option coming into the format. It's for V's only, but you know, there's there's definitely still viability there. So So a gust or a draw option? Get out of town. I know, right? It's crazy. You pair this with breaks in. Two colorless energy. We have twin energy in format. We have definitely multiple things we can use. Like you said, four supporters, two forty, choice belt two seventy. Wishful thinking, maybe, but it's a stage one, so that's always cool. Delphox is a stage two. For one colorless, it does the same attack as Brakeson. So instead of two colorless, it is one. 60 damage times each Serena. 
And then for two colorless, Energy Crush. 50 damage times 50 for each energy your opponent has in play. Weak to water, retreat to two. Obviously, Joe, the Serena gimmick is cool with this evolution line. But the other cool thing, too, is both of Delphox's attacks are colorless. Yes. Joe, what do you think of Delphox? Uh, it's it's good. It obviously colorless. Uh, great. Not good in GLC format. No, I just um, is only in ones. But having Flare Parade, which is the Serena attack, on Fen- not Fennekin, uh, Rikson, and on Delphox. I think makes it a more viable card, and I don't know why I haven't thought of this before in terms of like evolution lines. It's like, hey, give me the same attack that the stage two has for a cheap cost, but make it a little bit more. So like I so when I do evolve eventually it's better. So I like where it's going with this in terms of trying to fix that stage two problem a little bit. I still don't think it's viable, but I agree with you. It is a cool thing. It's just Take an attack on a stage one, make it good, but make it more efficient on the stage two. Yeah. And not unplayable on the stage one. Obviously, this is very playable with a one attachment. It's a gimmicky Serena combo. We've seen Leon combos. We've seen cards like this just float around on online clients, nothing more. But I agree with you. I, I haven't thought about it before either. It is cool to see just a raise in efficiency, and that's kind of all they did. Next on the list is Reshiram V. Reshiram V is a 220 HP basic fire type. One fire gleaming wins. Search your deck for up to two basic energy and attach them to one of your Pokemon in play. For two fire and a colorless white blaze. 200 flip a coin of tails. This Pokemon cannot attack during your next turn. Weak to water and retreat to two. This just kind of screams like box V. Yeah. Like it doesn't really scream anything else. It's a like run of the line V that I feel like I'd buy in a $20 box with four packs. Yeah, I don't know why. So you don't have like we have for for fighting. It's like you do 200 can't attack next turn. Or like giga impact can't attack next turn. Why does Reshram get to flip a coin? I don't know, man. I don't but know. still, um, it, it's a Rush Ram V, I guess. That's the best uh, thing about it. I no, I have no particular attachment to it, nor do I think it, it, but it's whatever, to be honest. It's a run-of-the-mill card and nothing more. It's pretty meh. Next on the list, though, we have a much more interesting V. Alolan Vulpix V. Alolan Vulpix V is a water type with 190 HP. For no energy, Snow White drop. 10 damage, plus 50 if your opponent's active is a V. For one water, two colorless, Frost Smash, 110 flat. Weak to metal, retreat a one. Alolan Vulpix V-Star. 240 HP. For one water and two colorless, Snow Mirage. 160 damage, the attack, or this attack's damage isn't affected by any effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. During your opponent's next turn, prevent all do- damage done to this Pokemon from Pokemon with abilities. I'm going to restate that because it's kind of a lot of text there. 
does 160. This attack's damage is not affected by effects on your opponent's active Pokemon, so goes through Miltank. And during your opponent's next turn, you prevent all damage done to Alolan Vulpix from Pokemon with abilities. Its V-Star power is an attack for no energy, Silver Snow Star. 70 damage. This attack does 70 damage times the number of your opponent's Pokemon V. You do not apply weakness and resistance. It's weak to metal and has a retreat of one. Alolan Vulpix is obviously kind of forgettable, but Alolan Vulpix V-Star is better than it ever needed to be. Not even Alolan Vulpix V. 60 damage for free? Come I on. guess, yeah, you talk about for free, it's still decent. Decent? Name me a Pokemon that has 60 damage for free. That just have to be one of the regional types, right? Those are the only I ones know. that have energyless attacks. Like, was it Meowth did it for 40 or something? Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, fair only enough. on the first turn? Fair enough, it's a pretty decent chip. Dude, this V-Star is good. I like it. Why did they make Alolan V-Star, Alolan Vulpix so good? I don't... I don't know why not do Alola Ninetales. I, I don't know. It's good. I mean, Snow Mirage, like, 160 for three. Yeah. You go through abilities that impact damage, and, and then Pokemon with abilities can't hit you. Yeah, which is a, a majority of the format. So, RC is V-Star. Cannot hit you. Uh, I mean... Pal yeah, cannot hit you. Yeah, Palkia's ability from the V-Power. Cannot hit you. There's cards in the format that have abilities like we talked about. Now you need to gust around to do it. But it forces actions, right? Yeah. And the top decks, some of the top decks, obviously this isn't game-changing. Like It doesn't impact Mew. It doesn't impact like Calrex. It doesn't impact um, Dialga, any of the little guys. But it impacts some of the Regis. It impacts like it impacts random things that make a difference. Yeah. So here's an interesting thought though. It's like, oh my gosh, I was really bad at my resource management. I don't have any energies left. Hey, I haven't used my V Star ability or attack yet. Oh, I can attack with a little Vulpix for free. That thing swings too. Like this thing just gets better as rotation hits, assuming that the next mechanic is also v related like i know you have dialgo but metal doesn't matter no it doesn't you have 240 hp weakness doesn't matter but it's more the fact that you can go down and swing for this number obviously we have intellion now but by the time this thing is legal intellion's going to be on its way out all those like little small cards on the bench there's a big chunk of them that are leaving and we don't always have replacements right away so alola vulpix v-star could be a really good partner potentially for things like palkia v ice rider calrex i don't think it it's got too low of hp i think to be its own deck well i think it's doable it's doable but there's probably better options as a full-on deck but you're you're two-shotting everything you are but you're also so weak in general that like 190 as your v but you're a wall i mean are you a wall most things that are attacking you have an ability. You're a wall. Only if you attack, though. Yes. 
so that's what I'm, I think. The, I think the attack is gonna be harder to get rolling if you're your own focal point. But that V Star power as a one time, just smack. That's that's such a good move. That's such a good move. And I've talked about how I don't like cards that are impacted by opponents' decisions. So your opponent can choose to not play V's, but good luck doing that. So, what's the uh, what's the output here? Max output. The so, max output is four twenty. Okay, so you That's can definitely the max output. So you can, you can definitely ne- knock out a mu V max. You can knock out anything. If if the bench is full, like yeah, mu it's a no brainer, right? I guess Palkia obviously hits Mew because of the bench being full anyway. So but... is this like the first card that was able to hit that number without weakness or resistance? Uh, that's a hard question to answer, but at least. Imagine Alolan Full Picks is the highest hitting card ever been printed. It's definitely not the highest printing card because we have energy ramp cards that go forever. Okay. You know what like, I mean, but damage based on how much number of energy cards. Sure, that I mean the efficiency there is through the roof. Okay. I mean, you literally can not even attach an energy to the card like this, and it's gonna be great, and it's gonna have that opportunity. So I I just think that Alolan Vulpix V Star is, is such a cool card. I'm not even gonna say it's amazing. It's a very good card, but it's just cool. It's a really cool card, and I'm excited to see how people utilize it. Because there's no way an energyless V Star power is not going to be heavily tested. Uh-huh. There's just no way. But we don't have to talk about it forever. Alolan Vulpix V Star may end up being the star of the show today. Next up, we have the Gardevoir line. I would normally, again, skip the stage one and the basic, but we see a similar pattern here as there was with Delphox. Curlia has the ability Refine. Once during your turn, you may discard one card from your hand and draw two. So trade. Gardevoir, stage two, has the ability refine. Discard one card from your hand, draw two. For one psychic, one colorless, magical shot, 120. So while it's not exactly a phenomenal card, I think even Delphox might have just been better just in the attacks. But you have the same trend of abilities. What do you think of that? It's not it's not a trend of attacks, but now it's a trend of an ability. I'm I'm happy to see the general trend. Uh do I think this is strong per se? No, not really, but as a card and in the evolution line, not really, because I just think the attacks are poopy, but you're using it for the ability, and what's the really a point to go up the card of war? But I I think I'll be in a happier spot if Pokemon continues this general trend of like give stage one what stage two has less efficient or and or same ability or less efficient ability kind of like your drizzles and your intellions right right so if Pokemon in general continues to these trends I think it'll be in a better spot maybe intellion shady dealings right drizzle and intellion maybe that was the first step to see like maybe this can actually work right it's been played now will these get the same play probably not because it's pretty busted to go into your deck and grab any trainer card you want but i 
that's kind of think where I'm at with it is that I, I I'm glad Pokemon's experimenting more with this line to the point where they could try to make it more viable. Yeah, I think it's just it's like I agree with you. It's just the right trend. Next on the list, we have Meowstic. Meowstic is a stage one. Esper just kind of does nothing. Meowstic, though, for 90 HP, Psychic type has the ability Beckoning Ears. When you play this card from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may search your deck for two supporters and put them into your hand. For one Psychic, two Colorless, Super Psy, 80 damage. Weak to Dark, Retreat a one. Kind of a cool ability for GLC. Yeah. I don't know if it makes the cut, but it's definitely a cool ability to explore. You know what? Was it the that Roserade for 40 bucks? Similar ability? Why not? Yeah, I, I guess so, right? Yeah, so I don't know. It It's fine. It's no drizzle. It is no on. drizzle. It is no drizzle, but it's... I think it's an ability you just explore in GLC. And that's about yeah. the farthest it gets. If 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 psychic needs consistency, yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. Next up is Radiant Jirachi. Ninety HP is the ability pass a wish. If this Pokemon is knocked out by damage from an opponent's attack, search your deck for up to three cards and put them into your hand. Two colorless, stellar doom, flip two coins. If both are heads, your opponent's active Pokemon is knocked out. Weak to fire, retreat a one. It's a Radiant, so you can't play it in GLC, but that's where it would be best. Although, no, it'd be I, fine I think standard. I was going to say, but in standard, like, that's a pretty good ability. You're forcing people to play around it. Yeah, you hit it. Now, now, now path, path does shut it off. Yes. But I think it's a cool card for metal. I, Stellar Doom is pretty cool. I think it's pretty neat. I'm in. I'm in, Radiant Jirachi. I will play you when you get out. Will you be good? Probably not, but I will try. Next up, we have Kling Klang's Evolution line. Now, this line doesn't exactly follow the trend that Guardi and Delphox had. Not necessarily a huge problem. Kling Klang's ability is a stage two. So, remember, it's Clink, Klang, and then Kling Klang. It has the ability Triple uh... Gear. Did you just realize that? Yeah. Yeah, it's literally the names put together. Okay. It's Clink and it's Clang, and then they combine to Clink Clang. Anyway, the ability Triple Gear. When you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may search your deck for up to three basic energies and attach them to your Pokemon in any way you like. For one Metal 2 Colorless, Power Beam 130 has a retreat of three. I don't know. It's not a great card. Is it trash or just above trash? It's your GLC candidate. Maybe. Stage two. I'd just rather play Magnezone. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's trash. Yeah. yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Print better metal cards, Pokemon, but you know what? It is what it is. Hey, you got um, a Radiant Jirachi, so... Mm. That's fact. That's fact. I did. We had Serena. We already talked about Switch and Judge were also reported to be reprinted. Having Switch around is always just kind of a comfy card to have around in format. And that brings us to the end of our show. 
There are about 10-ish cards that you can go look at. The really cool expanded format lists of different ways to play the game. A lot of cool things to talk about this week. It's a really, really fun episode to be a part of. Before we head out, is there anything else you would like to add, Joe? Everybody have a good, wonderful, and safe weekend. Yeah, everyone have a good, wonderful, safe weekend. Enjoy the weather if you're somewhere that's warm. We're getting closer and closer to fall, which is good for football fans, bad for people who like warm weather. And also, as Joe wants me to add, Buzzwool is out. On Pokemon Unite. So go play Buzzwool. Literally, as we're recording this, it dropped. We're going to get off. Go play some Unite. I'm going to listen to Joe throw with Buzzwool. It's going to be great. Thank you all for listening this week, and we will see you next time.